Many thanks indeed to Adelshaw Goddard for so generously hosting this event today. I think few could be more delighted than myself as BCA's advisor on Nigeria to welcome back to IABCA a new substantive Nigeria High Commissioner to the United Kingdom. I say substantive because as many of you will know, for the past three years or so, we only had an acting Nigeria High Commissioner in London. And as much as we respected him, it was not possible for IABCA to build with him the very close and mutually beneficial relationship we had previously enjoyed with Dr. Dalhatu Tafida, High Commissioner until 2015. In fact, Dr. Tafita was the longest-serving Nigeria High Commissioner to the UK, completing seven years in that position. It was customary for Dr. Tafita to brief our members on at least an annual basis, and we hope, Your Excellency, that with your appointment and today's event, that custom can be reinstated. At IABCA, we've always been very positive about Nigeria when presenting the country to our members. And indeed, I've often been accused of giving too optimistic a picture. But the fact is that even in the most challenging of times, Nigeria has so many opportunities for trade and investment on offer. With such a huge economy, if one sector of the economy is down, then another one is always on the up. In my humble opinion, having lived in the country for over eight years and still remaining a frequent visitor, I believe the main challenges are to do sufficient groundwork, be tenacious, remain cool-headed, and keep in view your objective whilst choosing your partners wisely. These are all aspects that IABCA can assist its members with through our extensive network of on-the-ground contacts. What does it matter if a meeting scheduled for 10 a.m. does not hold until 3 p.m. in the afternoon? Or, as happened to me on one occasion, the car bursts into flames as you're heading towards an important meeting. Many of you will remember the bad old days of the 1990s, not least myself. And at that time, you could even have been thrown into jail on a spurious charge. And again, that did happen to me. On that occasion, <clears throat> as I was thrown into the jail, the first person I confronted, who I feel sure was a hardened criminal, said, Oibo, you've got two eyes, but when I finish with you, you'll just have one. <laughs> and in true, <laughs> in true British style, my reply was, I'm so delighted to meet you. Can you tell me where the toilets are? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pleased to say that those days are long gone, and Nigeria is now a beacon of democracy on the African continent. Let the chaos and the, front, the frustrations that may be there roll over your shoulder and remain focused on your target. Believe me, with that dedication, you will achieve your objective. <coughs> Your Excellency, I wish to assure you that BCAIA will continue to promote the many great opportunities that your country has to offer to investors, and we look forward very much to working with you and your colleagues in the days ahead. To disseminate a positive message, 
that Nigeria is well and truly open for business. Sir, the floor is yours. Thank you very much. Either side, sir. <laughs> Which one uh, will make you hear me better? Yes, that one, I think. The executive board members of the Business Council for Africa, BCA, the team led by the CEE, invited guests, ladies and gentlemen. It is my singular honor to accept your kind invitation to this important briefing event, and in turn, I wish to congratulate members and executives of the BCA. May I, at this outset, reiterate the continued support for the splendid work of your esteemed organization and to let you know how indebted we are to you. My task this morning, in accordance with the tradition of this gathering, is to apprise you of the current economic and political developments in Nigeria. By way of introduction, I want to point out that Nigeria and the United Kingdom continue to enjoy cordial bilateral trade and economic relationship. Presently, Nigeria remains UK's second trading partner in Sub-Saharan Africa, and our two countries have made significant progress in achieving this robust goal by doubling the volume of bilateral trade to over eight billion pounds. There is also a renewed commitment on the part of the two countries to diversify relations and shift bilateral trade focus from oil, financial services, and food products, which had dominated Nigerian-UK trade relations in the past, to non-oil sectors, including agriculture, infrastructure, creative industry, energy, information technology, and retail business. It is to be hoped that the ongoing negotiations on the terms of Brexit will offer both countries a new vista to expand the existing trade frameworks and lead to improvement in the flow of goods, particularly in the export of solid minerals, agricultural produce, and other commodities. Since its inception, the current government has pursued with vigor policy goals it intends to achieve. These include tackling corruption, combating insecurity, and rebuilding the economy. The objectives of these policy goals are to promote economic prosperity as well as attract more foreign direct investment, FDI, to Nigeria. We have also taken steps to fight corruption. Some of these steps include, one, strengthening and revitalization of national anti-corruption bodies, pursuit and return of stolen public uh, stolen goods, rigorous measures to eliminate oil theft and the sanitation of oil and gas sector, Introduction of the Treasury Single Account, TSA. Introduction of the Bank Verification Number, BVN. And active participation in international conferences aimed at tackling corruption, 
particularly the London Anti-Corruption Summit and the Commonwealth Conferences on Tackling Corruption together that were held back to back here in London in 2016. In recognition of the government's anti-graft anti drive, the President, Muhammadu Buhari, was unanimously endorsed by African leaders as the anti-corruption champion in the just concluded 30th African Union Summit held at Addis Ababa, where anti-corruption was made the theme of the gathering for the first time in its history. In combating challenges of insecurity, from militancy in the Niger Delta to terrorism in the Sahel, armed banditry and cattle rustling in the Savannah, the government continues to make steady progress in this resolve to defend Nigeria's territorial integrity, the well-being of the citizenry, and strengthen international peace and stability. Steady progress is also being recorded in conflict resolution and peace building in the northeastern region of Nigeria, where the capacity of the insurgents to wreak havoc has been degraded. Ladies and gentlemen, at this juncture, I would like to re-echo some of the government's microeconomic success story. The decline in growth, which started in 2014, has been reversed in the third quarter of 2017, which showed that the economy has truly exited recession with a growth of 1.4%. Also, further analysis of the armed quarter of 2017, GDP results indicated that the economy has driven largely, was driven largely by the encouraging performance in agriculture, industry, solid minerals, crude oil and gas production. Agriculture, which is main focus of this administration, grew strongly throughout 2016, despite the contraction in the overall economy. It continued to grow up to the third quarter of 2017, recording a 3.06% growth. Inflation continues to fall back from peak of 18.72% in January 2017 to 15.37% to date. Similarly, our foreign reserve is now at about $40.8 billion, while the exchange rate regime has been stabilized. The government's economic recovery growth plan, ERFG, 2017 to 2020, is helping to restore national economic growth as well as leverage on the ingenuity and resilience of the Nigerian people its most priceless assets. The plan is based on a set of broad principles and certain key action points, including eliminating corruption in government procurement and processes, prudent management of resources and social inclusion, overcoming constraints such as power, petrol, and scale shortages, promotion of the private sector and use of the market mechanism where possible. It is noteworthy to inform you that the government 
is very committed towards making the lives of the poorest and most valuable better. To this end, the government designed an ambitious social investment program to accomplish this and it comprises four initiatives, namely a job scheme for unemployed graduates, a microcredit scheme targeting small and medium enterprises, SMEs, a homegrown school feeding scheme providing one free meal a day to primary school pupils, and a conditional cash transfer scheme for the poorest Nigerians across the country. As a result of this program, which kicked off two years ago, 200,000 Nigerian graduates were recruited in the first phase of the employment program. These young people have been deployed across the 774 local government areas of the country. Likewise, it is significant to mention that work has resumed on several projects that had been ab abandoned or suspended in the past. The government has completed and commissioned the railway line connecting Kaduna to Abuja, the first standard gauge line in Nigeria. The Abuja Light Railway project is now almost ready to go into operation. When completed, it will be functioning, it will be functioning urban light rail in Nigeria. I must mention that our engagement with the Chinese government has led to the construction of the Lagos Ibado segment of a new standard gauge as well as railway line between Lagos and Kano. And work will soon commence on the coastal railway from Lagos to Calabar, which will open up the Southeast and Niger Delta in unprecedented ways. The government has made provision in the 2018 budget for work to commence on the Mambila hydroelectric project. In the power sector, which has always been one of concern due to a number of factors, which include core transmission and financial constraints, also the problems associated with the privatization exercise itself has manifested serious constraints in the ability of the distribution companies, discourse to reinvest in the electrical assets. Although government is tackling these issues head-on, these aspects should be of interest to UK companies who may wish to take advantage thereof. Ladies and gentlemen, I am glad to inform you that Nigeria has improved on its rating on the ease of doing business. Ease of doing business index compiled by the World Bank for 2018 as a result of the numerous reforms embarked upon in 2016 to improve our business climate. These reforms include one, simplifying of business registration process, implementing a visa on arrival procedure, enabling better access to credit by the creation of national collateral registry and credit risk borrow set up by law. This endorses a 24-place improvement as well as, as a designation as one of the 10 improved countries in the world, surpassing our 20-place target. Government is, is removing bottlenecks faced by investors in establishing and running businesses 
improving business conditions, and reducing the cost of doing business in Nigeria. I haven't spoken about what has been done so far by our government. Let me now turn my attention to the forthcoming actions in the near future. Firstly, the government sees 2018 as a year of consolidation of the economic recovery. We gain some improved microeconomic management, the extensive investments made in the agriculture, infrastructure, the business environment, as well as the diversification of the power supply. Secondly, the program of energizing industrial clusters has started providing power in existing and small business clusters in some selected marketplaces and educational institutions across the country. I have tried in this short address to present an overview of the social, economic, and political policies of President Buhari administration and the laudable strides recorded so far. As an emerging market in the global economy, I want to assure you once again that Nigeria is ready and open to genuine investors. I hope members of the BCA will continue to promote and encourage prospective investors to Nigeria, which, in your fault, which is your fault. In this regard, I look forward to your continued patronage as I assure you of every possible assistance from the High Commission here. Thank you very much. God bless you.